somebody who doesn't drink all that much, like, mm. you know, a glass of wine or a beer or two, one to three times a week, you know? Right. Uh, it was just overwhelming, I ha- you know? And my friend and my brother and his girlfriend were going hard, and I was like, yo, I cannot keep up with you. I'm 4'11". I'm not about that life. <laughs> Somebody got a wooden leg. <laughs> Somebody got a right. hollow leg. Because... <laughs> They can drink enough for you. Right. Mm. But how are you? How's it been going for you? I know you said it's campaign season. It is. It's never going to end. Oh, my God. But um, it's starting to, I think I'm starting to get used to the stress and the busyness. So it's not as bad anymore. Um, and, I mean, it's, it's okay. It's okay now. Like, I'm start like, the, the canvassers are getting into the groove of things. I don't have to, like, be on, like, the person in their ear like on their shoulder like you gotta remember to do this and remember to do that like they're they're good the professionals now so it's a lot mm-hmm. easier for me and um but yeah i don't know anxiety has been nuts i woke up i woke up in the middle of the night last night because i had a nightmare and it was like more of a memory you ever have those like you just mm-hmm. wake up in the middle of the night and it's just like like a memory of something that's so embarrassing that you like relive the embarrassment over i was like ah those nights are happening a lot more probably because of stress at work yeah i can't either uh i feel you i've had those for me it's more just um just back to being really busy again mm-hmm. and even though i'm actively i'm not writing well that's not true i'm working on a short story that i'm going to submit to a horror anthology so that's yes. what i'm about to start doing but I'm so sorry. Um, let me close my window. Jesus Christ. Can you hear all that? Can you hear all I that? heard it. I mean, it sounded like somebody sharpening their knives, so which is apropos let me, clo- let me close this window. It's okay. I am back. Hopefully, yeah, I don't hear the car go by anymore. Gosh. No, I don't hear anything. I was hearing like every motorcycle, every car, every spit. Like, it was ridiculous. Okay. No, uh, yeah, no, for real. It's just the anxiety of a book coming out in less than three months. So I'm working Mm -hmm. on that and everything happening in this fuck shit of a country. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the anxiety is real. Yeah, seriously. I um, didn't know we were going back in time. Um, everybody keeps saying this is like The Handmaid's Tale, but a lot of people are like, actually, it's like Parable of the Sower, but okay, y'all. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's like to hurry up and read yeah. Parable because I haven't yet. It's been a long time since I've read it. And you know what? Maybe we should just read it. I know it's more in the science fiction vibe, but maybe we should just make it a book club pick. Yeah. Because uh, given the horror of the world, it might just arm people with. I mean, I, I didn't know we were reading nonfiction now, but I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> I am for right. it. I'm for it. It's, yeah, because it's, it's parable of the sower, but also bullshit that's happened to certain groups of people throughout history that is now mm-hmm. going to be happening to a lot more people. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a wild time to be alive. It's a wild time to be creative. It's a wild time to be trying to publish. It's a wild uh, time to and... have a uterus. <laughs> It's a wild time to be black. It's a wild time to be queer. It's a wild time to be to be doing so much. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me thankful for these times when I get to connect with you, when I get to connect with other friends, and talk about things mm-hmm. we like. Yes. Such as Camp Slaughter. Camp Which is what we're here for. Yes, definitely. Um, in June, just to give everybody some background, in June... Uh, the Horror Host Port Group read Camp Slaughter by Sergio Gomez. We were trying to go with the theme of June. Um, apparently June is camp month, um, as well as many other things, right? Obviously, it's also Pride Month and things like that. We were trying to go with mm-hmm. a, a horror theme, and camping is horror. Like, horror is camping. Like, just just name me a more iconic duo. I will wait because like I don't think right. there's another. So we were like Camp Slaughter. We saw it. We were like, this sounds amazing. It's the typical um, young people go into a secluded cabin in the woods 
and there's a murderer out to slaughter them. And I was like, yeah, yeah. A plus B equals C works for me, Camp Slaughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so we finished it and everybody in the group was like, yeah, it was a decent read. Um, lots of uh, familiar tropes that you see happening in slashers, mm-hmm. like throughout, since, since slashers began, you know? Um, and I guess, first, I guess we can read the synopsis of the book just to let people know we're working with. Sure. The first we should introduce ourselves because we skipped over our intro. (laughs) We've done this before. We have done this before. Yes. So before we introduce the book, um, let's do a quick intro. Um, Hi, hey, hello. Welcome to the Horror Host Support Group podcast, the podcast for the everyday horror addict. I'm one of your hosts, Samara, and I'm joined by the ever ethereal... Amanda. Ooh, ethereal. See, yes. I love these adjectives we mm-hmm. choose for each other. It just, it brings me such delight. Ethereal. We gotta pump each other up at all times. At all, for real. At all times. At all times. It's the last day of Pride, <laughs> so I'm wearing my bisexual shirt. Here we are. I love it. It's That's cute. Thank you. I've had it for so long, it's starting to fade, but we just gonna keep wearing it. I'm ne- that never stopped me, honestly. Oh, and we are joined by um, a white wine tonight of my choice from this company called Unwind. And it's called mm. Halibration. And it is a mix of green apple, tart green apple, excuse me. It's a white Chardonnay wine. Features tart green apples balanced by smooth white cranberries with heat from jalapenos to create an easy drinking wine with a bit of burn at the finish. A lot like Camp Slaughter. <laughs> well, you doing that, I'm staying hydrated because I am going to do yoga after this. Uh, nice. But... Nice. I'm doing yoga in the morning. That's my that's my most active time is the morning. I am not an evening night person. I am definitely like, I'm about to lay in this bed. I'm about to go lay down after this. See, I'm usually <laughs> up because I... I have the full-time job and then the other full-time job of being an author. I usually mm-hmm. will get off work, relax for 20, 30 minutes, work out, shower, and then start my evening. So it, it's a good break for me to get that workout in, in between the day job and then the night job, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of trained myself that between like five and seven is usually when I end up working out. Yeah. You know. I was, that makes sense. I just do it immediately mm-hmm. when I wake up or else it's not going to happen. <laughs> Don't, it's just not going to happen. I'm like, I can tell myself it will and it won't. Child, I, I wake up. So you see this? My bed is right here. Yes, I roll out of candle. bed. I put my, my glasses on. <laughs> I go, I stretch, wash my face, and then start working. There's mm-hmm. no, like, I... It's so close to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. You get to work from home. I'm officially a commuter again. Mm. Um, so I need to be ready for the world, I guess. But today I did work from home, which was great. I got to just like work oh, pantsless. I, I was like, excellent. <laughs> Braless, pantsless. Let's go. Let's it is, do it. It is, it is peak. Just peak elite. life. <laughs> Yes, it is elite. Yes. You're right. <laughs> okay, let's do the synopsis because we could just like kiki all night. I know. You know how we are. Um, <laughs> would you like to do it or should I? Okay, so it's a local legend. No one is sure if this camp slaughter place is real or not. But a group of college kids renting out a cabin deep in the woods of Pennsylvania will soon realize the truth. They'll realize the danger, too. Or rather, the cannibal out in the woods will bring the danger to them. This has been Amanda, your nightly broadcaster, signing in and signing out. <laughs> I was about to say, have you thought about doing audiobook work? Because that was smooth. So I used to, fun fact, I used to want to be an actress, like real bad, bad, as I mm-hmm. want to, you know, as I'm a writer. And so I took acting classes and one of them was, you know, those classes of how to like how to read things and how to yeah like <laughs> how to get your your voice across in a certain way so that's nice. where that shit comes from cool i'm too i'm too shy to take those types of classes i wouldn't know what to do 
<laughs> I do like I don't I don't I can't do it not in front of people. <laughs> but um, <laughs> everybody turn your backs so I could just I'm gonna blow your minds if you're not staring at me. If you're not okay? looking, just feel the emotions <laughs> in my voice. It's there. Um, but <laughs> I'm a mess. But um, yeah, that's a great synopsis. That does that doesn't sum up exactly. I guess like it gave you mm-hmm. enough for you to be like. I think I know what I'm getting into. Let me explore. It doesn't give you the full like beginning, middle, and end like some um, synopses do, which I can't stand. So I was like, but a cannibal, kids in the woods at a camp called Camp Slaughter. I was right. there for it. I was like, I, I know what I'm doing. Um, and so we are following who we first, we first get introduced to um, an older married couple. Right. In the in the, like the prologue, right? So already it's that type of deal where, you know, people are about to get fucked up, like in the very beginning. And I kind of love those starts because it's just like a bang, you know? It sets the mm-hmm. tone. And so the wife, um, Nadine, and I cannot remember her husband's name because he doesn't live long enough for me to care. Nope. <laughs> um, they decide to try to, I guess, reke- rekindle their marriage a little bit. The kids are older, out of the house, and they're an older couple. And he's finally got a couple days off from his very hectic job and the wife is trying to like you know bring a little spice into the life a little spontaneity spend some time together so they rent this cabin it's known as like one of the most secluded cabins in pennsylvania i think um Mm -hmm. and they're there it's gorgeous um nadine wants a little sexy time but her husband's like he gives her i have the i have a headache basically like yeah and she like is pulling some stops out because she got some sexy lingerie which is just not her get down normally so you could tell that she's she's really trying but Mm -hmm. i like that we get both of their interiority so we Mm -hmm. know that he wants to try but he's also just preoccupied like preoccupied he's also very anxious he's full of Mm -hmm. thoughts about his work and which is obviously a sign of that toxic productivity cycle because Mm -hmm. he can't disconnect long enough to get late you know right which honey re-examine your life if that's where you're at (laughs) come on and from what i understand his wife is still a foxy you know she's not Mm -hmm. doing bad for herself she looks good in her little lingerie and she feels sexy she's feeling it but he's like you know I just want to go to bed. It's been a long drive, which to be fair, it was. It was like six or eight hour drive down a one way road, which was like super narrow, creepy. They're like, are we going the right way? Yes, I think so. Like the whole time type deal. And so um, they're laying down and then they hear something downstairs. And of course, the husband being brave and the man is like, let me grab a bat. Let me see what's mm-hmm. going on. And who do we find rifling through the fridge downstairs? A creepy guy in a people skin mask. Right. And the husband is dispatched terribly. Asexually. Yes. Asap. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think that one of the things this author does that I enjoyed was really drawing you into the. I don't want to say mediocrity as. I mean, this character, this couple's kind of mediocre, but the mm. mundanity, there we go. Mm-hmm. The the mundane lives of this couple. They're trying to rekindle it. The kids are at the house, this, that, and the third. And then very quickly, so you're kind of lulled into this, okay, maybe the danger's not going to happen right away. Who are these people? And then like that, you go right into noise, husband dies, boom, like right into the action so i appreciated that you're kind of lulled into this okay oh shit (laughs) damn yeah (laughs) it was definitely zero to 100 for me and mind you the chapters in this book just going forward they're not long chapters they're actually Mm -mm. short chapters which i i actually enjoy i feel like i'm really getting somewhere and it's just a little bit more like punchy because you only fit Mm -hmm. so much into like a short chapter right um and there are several we do bounce between groups so obviously you know the prologue was with the married couple and then the other group is um a supernatural 
kind of um, documentary crew that consists of two people. That's Emerald, an older white guy, and then Molly, a young white blonde chick. Um, and then the other right. group is like, you know, the the, te- the not even, I wouldn't even say they're teenagers. They're actually college seniors. And like one right. is a teenager, right? He's a little brother who gets dragged along. Um, and so that's yeah. their group. So we mm-hmm. did kind of toggle quite a bit. Um, between like those those kind of three actually no i lied and then there's the murderer we actually get the cannibal murderer side of the story his name is ignacio aka mm-hmm. varias caras <laughs> right many Which faces is, <laughs> yes and we also get nadine's perspective moving forward because right. um she I survives guess we'll and retroactively spoiler yeah. alert this but yes so she survives varias caras takes her and basically treats her like a barbie he calls her his you know barbie mm-hmm. and so he he doesn't kill her he takes her he um again spoilers chops her feet off so she can't move basically right she can't and cauterizes it, it by the way mm-hmm. like that's so, horrifying <laughs> right so the interesting part of this is that beyond all of the different characters, we do get his perspective. So we get, which I just found fascinating because it's like, in a lot of these narratives, we don't know what the killer is thinking. Mm-hmm. He's just a killing machine, no feelings, no life. He just lives to murder and eat people. Right. In this case. But Oof. Ignacio, outside right. of his extracurricular activities as a a murdering cannibalistic psychopath. He has a job. Um, he's actually kind of sort of nice to his boss um, and does mm-hmm. his work without any complaint and went so far as to give his boss um, a bag of jerky. But the only thing is, he did not remember if this was the real jerky or if this was a human jerky. So that's a fun time for him fun time for me because i was like you know what i don't know right and we actually (laughs) get a scene kind of laying the foundation of ignacio uh varias caras this this secondary kind of personality that takes over when he he wants to kill when he starts killing it gave me very like smeagol um Mm. Gollum vibes when, yeah. because it's he's legit talking to himself and he's legit hearing this voice in his head that's urging him to do these things. Exactly. But we get a scene when he's younger with his father who had been, I want to say, a, a drug dealer. I want to mm-hmm. say some kind of, you know, involved in crime. And his father, deadass, just cut somebody's fingers off right in front of him. And then after the dude leaves, he's like, Ignacio, you're burning the eggs. Because right before the dude comes in, he's teaching Ignacio how to make scrambled eggs. As a dad does. Mm-hmm. And then his one of his, you know, henchmen. One henchmen, of his goons. <laughs> ugh, one of his goons comes in with this dude who owes him money. He does the threat. And then is basically like, okay, you're talking back. You're doing this, that, and the other. And he cuts his fucking pinky off right in front of ignacio and ignacio sees the blood on the floor how it glistens the way it looks and this Mm -hmm. is his first like oh he's excited Mm. he's intrigued he's living yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so that's that's like his first little like inkling that he likes the sight of blood he enjoys it and he wants more um right and fast forward to him becoming or being Varias Caras mm-hmm. and being a cannibal. I guess he liked the way it tastes too. Um, ew. I'm just, I'm so sorry. That's so ill to me. <laughs> I can't. And the fact that the boss and his family with the kids might be eating humans, thinking it's deer ew. meat. Baby. Right. I'm well, worried. and the other thing <laughs> with Ignacio is that so we don't fully. I don't remember if we fully get an idea of what exactly happens to his father, but we do know that his mom is killed. Yes. So uh, it was I think mentioned the... that his father was ki- died. His father right. was killed. Okay. That's all we got. Yeah, and his okay. mom was this like beloved nurse in the community who you know was killed by um, during a robbery, a home robbery. 
They mm-hmm. stabbed her and left her for dead. Um, and before that, you know, we find out that she, when she came to the new world, she worked as a sex worker to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. And Ignacio was exposed to that. He'd seen things and it obviously war- warped his mind. Um, and mm-hmm. he also has this like, what would you call it? Like hero worship type thing with his mother where she's just like right. the most perfect angel from heaven. He worships her. He loves her so much so that when he was a kid and came home to see his mother dead on the floor after being murdered by robbers, um, he didn't want to forget her face. So he chopped her head off and hid Mm -hmm. it in his closet and then called the police. And they were never able to find the mother's head. They assumed that the, the, you know, the robbers, the murderers cut it off and took it because they were sick, you know. My thing with that, I'm so confused as to why they never found the head. I thought these people were professionals. Did they not look (laughs) into the little boy's closet? Like, I'm so confused. And and my thing is also, how did he manage to just take this this head along with him to all the different places that he lived? Like, how... how, Because he was still a kid at that time, right? Yeah. or a teenager, whatever, but he mm-hmm. wasn't of was age to be living on his own. So right. how did he carry this head, that rotted, gutted head, mm-hmm. you know, to the foster home and shit? Without anyone noticing the smell. Like, right. that's not a smell that's coverable at all by any means, mm-hmm. like... So, yeah, I'm assuming he was bounced probably from foster home to foster home as, like, teenagers are, especially non-white teenagers. Mm-hmm. And um, and he was a big boy, probably wasn't too bright. So he definitely got tossed around, which is really sad. But then he grows up to be this complete and utter cannibalistic monster, the connection child. I'm trying to find eggs. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sorry. Right. He was a demon from the beginning. I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> Right. So then we bounce to the kids, not kids, the college teens, young adults. Uh, So let's get into it. So we have Fred, a.k.a. Fredster, which, first of all, some of these names, child, they're very... uh, Who's named Fred in in past 2000? (laughs) <laughs> that is so I don't know any I don't have any friends named Fred I'm not even gonna hold you I don't know anybody named Fred like um at this point Fred is it's giving old man or your pet mm-hmm. you know but anyway so he's Fred aka Fredster which again hated uh-huh. hated every time he was called Fredster hated every time people called him Fredster did not make no sense at all goody i don't want to say goody two shoes but he's your like no he's got like a a head on his shoulders he works right he's in the books he knows what he's doing right he has a clear idea of what he wants for the future Mm -hmm. and he is friends with gavin who is your what we'd say like party boy you know party kid the clown you know cool guy right Mm -hmm. just hanging out and um and then he's interested like fred's interested in a girl named noelle i believe um, yeah. And she seems like, you know, the typical cute college girl. But um, in reality, Noelle's a little fucked up. <laughs> I was not expecting right. her to be. She um, got into a really bad car crash that ended up killing her little sister. And uh, as a result, because of the guilt, you know, um, her little mm-hmm. sister's ghost kind of haunts her. Right. And haunts her. And just, yeah. Right. It's, I'm, I'm not... I'm not sure if it's a a ghost or if it's her, uh, you know, her like hallucinations. It might be a combination of both because something does happen later on that we can get into. But right. in honesty, I think it might have been like mostly hallucinations. Right. And and she haunt in the sense that this thing appears to her, but not in the sense that it terrifies her. She mm-hmm. engages in full on conversation and. Uh, I think would argue almost kind of enjoys it when her sister comes, you know, yeah. to see her, if you will. Um, her sister's not looking good when she comes, by the way. Like, right. she looks like what she looked like after the crash. Like, half her face, skin bloodied, gone. It's grotesque. Mm-hmm. 
it gave me very like in Midnight Mass. The if you have you seen yeah Midnight Mass yeah mm-hmm. you know the girl that was that was killed uh, in the car crash from that one yep. dude yep yeah That's exactly it gave, it gave me that it reminds me of that and um, Pet Cemetery yeah it's given yeah, like yeah. those types of vibes but yeah definitely Midnight Mass ha- like guilt haunting mm-hmm yeah for real um then there's Brooke mm-hmm. who. I think she's blonde. She's like that pretty blonde mm-hmm. Instagrammer, popular Instagrammer girl. Mm-hmm. She's got her friend Vanessa, who's the only, from what I know, person of color in this group. She's, I yeah. uh, think, Latina. Yeah. And uh, the the reason why we're bringing this up because it does play a, kind of a big part in what happens to her. Um, and then there's. Fletcher, who I don't really recall. Fle- oh, Fletcher was the weed dude. Fletcher's yeah, a Yeah, he had plug. the goods. <laughs> you're right. You're right. He was the weed dude. He had the goods. He's he's the person that I believe Fred went to when he needed some, um, like, to smoke and get some weed for the trip uh, in the beginning right. of the book. So that's, yeah, definitely Fletcher. Once again, who's naming their kids Fletcher? <laughs> no. One. The last Fletcher that I know of was... Uh, Whitney Houston's son in The Bodyguard. I distinctly remember his name is Fletcher because I yeah. was like, he's a black kid. I was about to say the last Fletcher I remember was played by Jim Carrey um, in Liar Liar. His name was Fletcher. <laughs> huh. Oh, wasn't there a, mo- a show called Fletch or something? Was it? Or no, I don't remember. Am I tripping? I don't know. It could be. Fle- or not. Flex. Was it Flex? That one with Oh, you're talking about Flex Washington in um, one? His name was Flex. Yeah. Okay. See, look at me. Look at me. Not making connections. No, no. (laughs) That's how I am with names, too. I just happen to remember Jim Carrey just because my mom and I watched Liar Liar so much when I was growing up. Because we were huge Jim Carrey fans. (laughs) I watched it for Jennifer Tilly. Oh, yeah. I loved her. Jennifer Tilly was great. She was such a Um, good one. Right. So, yeah. So, Fletcher's the plug. He's your typical stoner guy. So, you have mm-hmm. already starting some of the conventions, right? You have the Joker. You have the kind of the straight Hot girl. The, the not straight person. The um, what would you nerd. call them? say nerd. Not the, I wouldn't even say nerd. He's just more like on the straight and narrow type guy, like just sensible. But I guess in this case, yeah. nerd would be correct. Right. You have the, you know, the clown with Gavin. You have the popular girl with Brooke. You have the, I would say, Noelle, I wouldn't say she's manic pixie dream girl, but I would say Mm -hmm. she is a little bit because of kind of the pedestal and the the way that Fred thinks about her. Yeah, and Um, she's unattainable. Right. And she has, like, gray hair, too, I think. Mm -hmm. So that also adds to her, her vibe. That is very true. And then got some fillers in there. We've got um, we've got Wayne, which is Gavin's little brother. Mm-hmm. He's he's like f- forced to bring him along because I think their parents are out of town, so he's got to come right. with them. And Gavin's just like you know a teenager. He's real jazzed to come around. He gets to be around girls. There's gonna be alcohol. Like his older brother is like, yeah. do what I tell oh, you yeah. on this trip, and I'll let you drink. And he's like, hell yeah. So, right, and I and feel Wayne's that. a video game nerd. Yeah, <laughs> he, Wayne's like yeah. a huge video game nerd. Yeah, and um, and then there's um Dalton, who we don't really mm-hmm. get to know him very. Apparently, he's kind of like the stuck up kid a little bit, mm-hmm. or at least he's kind of painted that way. So that, but we don't get much of Dalton. I just think, yeah, like, and I think he's related to Brooke, I want to say her cousin or something. So they all kind of had to bring somebody, but we have, you know, that's our, our group of the kids that are traipsing through the woods to Mm -hmm. this cabin. It's a nice big group. You'd think they'd be able to take on a cannibal, but alas. Hmm. So let's talk about the other people. We have Emerald and Molly, right? You mentioned them. Yeah. They are the supernatural documentary crew. Um, they're on YouTube. They're looking for their next big story. Um, Emerald mm-hmm. is an older dude. 
um, with a lot of knowledge on the supernatural. And he apparently, I think it was mentioned in the book, he gets these like funny inklings or like feelings about certain situations. And then Molly is just this young, thin, blonde woman who's not necessarily attractive because she's blonde and thin. She gives like that look, right? It's as mentioned. Um, And she's kind of the videographer. Mm -hmm. And also the one who's like, yo, we are on a budget. Like we cannot be giving people money for information like this. I don't know how we're going to eat. And Emerald's just like, it's fine. We'll definitely get a, the huge payoff once we figure out what's going on in this this place called Camp mm-hmm. Slaughter. Right. And so they actually, he, it's nuts. Like, yeah, they actually start heading that way. And I, I don't, go ahead, Amanda, because like, Emerald, child. He gave me um, a lot of different character vibes. Like, uh, giving very Zach Bagans, I could see, um, I could see like... I don't know, just every older like Liam Neeson. Right. For that reason, like oh. Liam Neeson in The Haunting, because he was like the professor. Right. Like, I don't know why, but like that's who I pictured when Emerald was around. Like, that was his character. Yeah, I pictured a white dude in a Kango with a Hawaiian shirt and a soul patch. That's okay. and, a, and a ponytail. Yes, a ponytail. Yes. I'm here for like, it. That makes sense. I pictured, and it's also, you know, I listened to the audiobook, so mm-hmm. the actor kind of had a, a certain type of voice for him. But mm-hmm. that's very much who I pictured with Zach Bagan energy. Okay. Like, yeah. Whoa. I don't know why, <laughs> but I meant, like, for Molly, I just saw, like, a thin, like, like a younger, thinner, slightly thinner, um, Who's who's the woman who plays the main character in the Handmaid's Tale TV show? Oh, Elizabeth Moss. Yes, I don't know why, but I thought of like Elizabeth Moss, blonde, mm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just because like the way he kind of described her, right? But who would you put in her like in, as like who would you cast as Molly? I think Elizabeth Moss would uh, be good. The the chick that's about to be in that Where the Crawdads Sing movie. Yep. Um, but blonde. Because mm-hmm. she, she has that willowy vibe, but she, yeah. she also has a... I don't want to say normal looking to shade her, but I, I mm-hmm. mean, like, she doesn't look like a movie star. Like, Margot Robbie looks like a looks fucking like a movie, movie yeah. star. This girl her, don't her look like a movie She looks like she could be a checkout lady at Safeway, you know? Yeah. Like, no shade, but she has that normal look. <laughs> it's so funny you say that, too, because, like, when I saw the preview for Where the Crawdads Sing, I just knew it was a Lifetime movie exclusive. Like, the way it looked, I was like, this is going to mm-hmm. be on Lifetime, right? And then they were, like, in theaters. And I was like, what? The actors in this do not look like they belong on a theater screen. It definitely looks like a lifetime movie network show like it's supposed to be there right well see the other thing about it is we shan't go into it but the mm-hmm. the author is problematic as fuck yes she is she's wanted for for questioning in connection to a murder in africa mm-hmm. so yep. i shan't i won't be reading the book i won't be seeing the movie i don't mm-hmm. give a shit and i watch for some reason i don't care about taylor swift and I watched a whole TikTok thread with this lady talking about how terrible it was that Taylor Swift wrote a, mo- a song for this. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had a moment of like schadenfreude, like, mm, drama. Yeah, mm. it's always fun. Just I love <laughs> watching people at ghetto sometimes. It's just, <laughs> just all the drama. But I, um, so my full disclosure, I read the book, but I read it before I knew mm. like what happened. And then after that, like, I just never, I just never pushed the book on anybody. And I went like, oh, you should read Where the Crawdads Sing. Like, I would be like, don't read it because it's bullshit. Don't read it. I mean, is the book quality, though? No, it's not going to change my opinion. Well, but okay. Did you like it? I would say from a literary standpoint, it is quality. and it, But it also depends on what you like. Like, if you like contemporary literature, just like fiction, nothing supernatural weird happens. It's just like kind of slice of life but like a little bit of drama then yeah it was quality writing the pros were good um pacing was slow 
but I didn't need anything fast. I didn't need anything exciting because I was very busy at the time that I read it. So it like helped slow me down. But a lot of people's mm-hmm. complaint was that the, where the crawdad sing is long and slow. And I can, I totally get where they're coming from. Yeah, see, I don't have time. I like contemporary stuff, but I'll usually will do an audiobook. Like, mm-hmm. I read, is it The Favorite, the favorite Sister a couple summers ago? Mm-hmm. I actually kind of liked it. It was very beachy read, very lifetime-y, so much drama, like house, yes. Real Housewives vibes. Mm-hmm. So it kept me engaged because I needed that, like, to feed that part of your soul where you're just like, I would just want to read about other people's mess. Mm-hmm. I just want to, you know what I mean? Um, but I can't do long and slow contemporary shit. I just can't. I don't have the time. That's fair. Don't have the time. That's totally fair. Yeah. It, that was the main complaint was that it was slow and people were like, I DNF'd it because it was slow. Didn't like it mm. anymore. But well, this book is not slow. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, so so slow. I guess... Let's get into the things we... Do we want to start with what we didn't like or what we liked? I would say we can talk about what we didn't like and let's end on a good note with what we did like. Work. Okay. Okay. So I would say like little compliment sandwich, I guess, if you will. Um, <laughs> I would say what I didn't like. I wouldn't say there was anything about about the book that I didn't like. I just thought that there were some things that just weren't fleshed out. Like when you mentioned... Um, how the hell did he get from place to place with a severed, definitely by this mm-hmm. time, mummified head and nobody noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, also, how is he living in this area, the secluded area? Like, how do people not know there's a barn that he's living in back there? Because he does work. I, I don't know if he's, I don't think he's an illegal immigrant. And I would hope that people would be asking for, you know, W-9 forms and where you live. But also, um, all these people going missing in that area, like it's known. Um, how come we right. come across his lair yet? <laughs> yeah, that does that yet. doesn't make sense. Yeah, because there is no, you know, like in the movie Cabin in the Woods, there is no harbinger character that is like kind of covering things up or sending people mm-hmm. in a certain way. Um, yeah, I definitely think that. I think even if the author had included a scene that shows Ignacio after what happens to his mom, maybe in a foster care situation, having to figure out what to do with his head, it would have added to the book because maybe that's when Varias Caris first came about. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I just. That, that's what kind of pissed me off. I was like, where's the logic? How is he not caught mm-hmm. yet? It's 20... Well, I think when the book was written, it might have been 2019 or so, But it's the 21st century. And right. forensics. And, like, people know what to do now. Um, so I was confused. Also, we have, like, you know, Google Maps that can see everything. Which is... Including mm-hmm. me walking down my parents' uh, driveway randomly. But... that's always a fun one when you catch yourself on google maps but yeah Mm -hmm. how did they not go like oh let's satellite this shit like see what's over there all these people are missing um all these white people are missing y'all really ain't looking for your people (laughs) right that's the other thing is that it's all and yeah all these white people so i would say one of the things that i did not like about it was that right that there's no no beyond that but also so gavin books this cabin and it's his idea to do this trip because he wants to do kind of a last hurrah before they become quote-unquote adults mm-hmm. that you know going into the workforce moving beyond college totally get it totally there for you but he books this fucking cabin and does no research at all nan not a scrap nary a scrap of research at all and it's fred who looks up the cabin and is like and you know finds a headline that has um that's about nadine and her husband going missing and how they're still missing and how this is kind of the last area they've been seen in now if it were me and my friend said yo we're doing this cabin Anybody I know, anybody I love, yo, we're doing this cabin, here's where it is. I do my independent research, because that's just what I do, 
because I'm anxious. Uh, and I find out that there's even a whiff, a possibility of somebody having gone missing and they're actively missing. Not an accidental death, but a murder or somebody missing. Baby, I- I'm canceling. Cancel Can't my one. flight, cancel the trip, cancel the rental car, cancel our friendship if we had. Like, I'm not doing it because. <laughs> not the friendship. <laughs> like i would not you know because if they're just like oh don't be a chicken i'm like i like to live i don't yeah. want to fuck around with the possibility of ending mm-hmm. up in this situation i don't want to fuck around and find out like i'd rather be a chicken and alive than like brave and dead like i'm not even gonna hold you up that's where right. i'm at in life at this point and i agree um fred did he did the research what pissed me off is he didn't mention it to anybody he was like Okay, and then just dipped, went to bed, woke up and left. I'm like, wait a minute, what was the point in him researching right. then? And he still, and he also didn't tell Noelle. So he invited her and he did not tell her. So that also takes a point off for me for this dude, because you claim that you like her, but then you you don't tell anybody about until you get to the place. And then everybody just kind of discounts you and is like, oh, whatever, your trip in this place is great. But... It's like, I, I I would not have gone. But obviously okay. they needed him, this, the plot situation. But mm-hmm. perhaps it would have been best if that aspect had not been in there. Mm-hmm. Because it definitely stretched my ability to suspend my disbelief. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Yeah, definitely. I another thing I hated was the trope of I want revenge. He killed my brother. I want to go back and get revenge. I'm like, Mm-mm. that shit's mm-hmm. dead. Like clearly, old dude Vadius Cadiz can uh, handle himself and you. So I would highly suggest you go and get a SWAT team. Right. Like fuck, fuck that shit. Fuck revenge. If you want revenge. Go get some people who can handle it because you ain't the one, boo boo. That drove me crazy. And also dragging right. someone else into it. Like, since yeah. where's the self preservation at? Like, it left the chat. And he, well, and the reason why Gavin did this and the reason why he was still alive, because he probably would have been the first person Varius Cars would have gotten to, because Gavin's mm-hmm. supposed to be kind of like a linebacker type dude. He's, mm-hmm. you know, big and bulky, is because. So the group of college students are exploring the woods. They end up basically at Varias Cars' lair and or this kind of the camp slaughter area, which is a bunch of cabins plus this barn. So they end up there and then Emerald and Molly come, you know, as they're exploring and invite them to be like, oh, well, we're doing this documentary on this place. Do y'all want to be in the documentary? And Gavin nopes the fuck out because he's like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know if they're pervs. I'm dipping out. And he's the only one who leaves. And Fred's like, oh, fuck you, you pussy. Which, obviously, we don't condone. To use call on somebody, pussy. But he basically is like, forget you. But Gavin probably would have died had he not peaced out. That's so true. He went with you his know. first mind. And did good because everyone else was kind of like, sure, I'll be in it. You know, fame whores and whatever. And um, and who pops up? First of all, while they're out there, let me back up. While they're out there exploring around the barn before they run into Molly and them, um, Vadius Cadiz has made his way to their cabin. um, Mm -hmm. And he has effectively killed um, Dalton and Wayne, which is Gavin's little brother. And Noel has escaped through the window and into the woods. So he missed her. And he goes, that can't be, you know, Vadius Cadiz is like, well, that can't be helped. I can't go after her, but I got to get back to my main spot. Because I hear, apparently, by the way, Vadius Cadiz has crazy hearing, like supernatural hearing. Right. Um, he hears people way back at his lair. And he's like, I'm going to go back and see what's up. And I don't want them to look into the barn because they will find Nadine, my Barbie. Um, and so, you know, he goes, he heads back and it's just like slaughter time, right? Like Mm -hmm. he, he, everyone scatters. They see him coming, first of all. Who was it that yelled out like, dude, fucking run. Like this dude is coming after us with like a machete. 
Somebody oh, screamed. I don't know. Somebody screamed and they all scrammed in diff- different directions. And I'm right. like, yep, and that's he, how you do it. <laughs> yeah, and Varias Cars goes after Vanessa first because mm-hmm. he thinks that she looks like his mother. Yeah. And again, it's because she's a Latina. And so he had his eye on her the entire time. She is why he is going after them. Because he saw them walking through the woods the night before, saw her, and went, ooh, she looks like mama. I'm going to grab her. And it just so happens that the day that this is happening is his mother's birthday. So he's extra, like, he has an extra batter in his back to make Mm -hmm. sure that he gets her. So he gets Vanessa. Emerald has a gun. And he's all, unhand her, I say. I challenge you to a duel. He doesn't really say that, but that's the vibe that he's giving. Yeah. It's very, like, you know, that whole thing. But mm-hmm. obviously, but that don't work, you know. At he's all. killed. Horribly, um, by the way. Very horribly. I think it's, like, one of the worst yeah. deaths. I think we all agreed. He was, like, number right. one. Yeah, so another thing that I didn't like is, what was the point of Noelle having a boyfriend? I don't know, because for the longest, I thought that she and Fred were kind of a thing. I thought they were already a thing, kind of like heading in that direction at least. And then she's like, oh, I'm seeing someone like, wait a minute, what? It didn't make sense. It It really didn't make sense. Because why would you go on this camping trip with your male friend? Look, I've got friends, all genders, but... You knew he was interested in you. Like, she knew. Right. She knew. Because that's the other thing, too. Like, I would not go on a camping trip with just um, a male friend and then all these other friends. Like, people Mm -hmm. I don't know. Right. If I'm in a relationship, I would have invited my partner Mm -hmm. along. Or I would have been like, oh, I'm going to invite Samara. Like, I'm Mm going to invite, you know, another, like, female friend to go with me so that Mm -hmm. it's not, there's not Just us. Like, you have yeah, a degree of separation. The implication that I'm going right. because I like you. Because exactly. she, she had to know. And instead of her saying something, so she ends up having a boyfriend, but the, it didn't make any sense. There was no reason. She could have just said, I'm not interested in you like that. Right. She didn't need to be dating somebody. It was almost as if she needed, a like, the author wanted her to, like, need a reason to not want to be with him. Like... Because apparently Fred's supposed to be this upstanding guy who's kind of cute. Why Why else wouldn't a girl want to go out with him, right? Like, why couldn't mm-hmm. it just be, I'm not attracted to you? But for some odd reason, not to generalize, a lot of a lot of men think that if a girl's not interested in you, it's because she's in a relationship, not because she's just not attracted to you. Like, they'd rather that be it, yeah. right? Well, it's because a lot of times they'll have more respect for the men in this situation than they would for the woman. Right. That, exactly. that shit happens all the time. That's mm-hmm. like why, you know, dudes don't catcall you if you're walking with a dude, partner mm-hmm. or not. Like, a lot of times you don't get catcalled because they have respect the dude, not necessarily you. You. you know? Exactly. So that was, that was interesting. Um, right. And I just... It. Yeah. She, it, it, it didn't need to happen. It didn't make mm-hmm. sense. She could have either been interested, well, but also why didn't, why wasn't she interested? You know, why didn't they make it a thing? I also thought, oh, is this author going to be messy and make it where her and Gavin are together? That's what I thought. I was going to be excited. That didn't, that wasn't it <laughs> at all. It was a whole nother dude that we never hear about ever again. Um, another right. thing I hated, speaking of, you know, Emerald trying to shoot, um, Varias Caras, uh, nobody in this book can shoot a gun. Not even when he's standing right in front of them and arms right. length away, they somehow miss. I don't or understand they don't it. shoot him in the important because Emerald in the does important part. Shot, yeah. But they don't shoot him because so because he's got this hearing and he's such a big because I guess he's supposed to be really tall and really like mm-hmm. built, you know? Yeah. And so he's supposed to be also very strong um and giving very uh, the guy from texas chainsaw i don't know yeah. his name. Uh, leather face let thank you oh mm-hmm. so simple leather face oh. <laughs> it was, I was he, he say, was basically leather face but verbal right i was yeah i was gonna say gunner hansen who's the actor but i was mm-hmm. like oh people aren't gonna know that that's obscure um 
it just didn't make one of the things I don't like about it's a love-hate thing with these mm-hmm. slashers, right? Because obviously there's so many sequels because these slasher guys are supposed to be kind of in their own way immortal. Mm-hmm. They take a lot of damage, a lot of critical damage, and they're still able to get back up and keep fucking people up. And that's yes, what I love it. Varese Cars was. And I loved it, but I was also like, God damn, man, like did nobody until the end like there were there were like two three different guns in the in the scenario here okay like i just don't understand Mm -hmm. how nobody shot for the head and just like made it easy on themselves right head neck i guarantee if you would hit a shotgun shoot him in the leg so he can't run after you anymore something like whatever Mm -hmm. you gotta do do it but they were all like giving him like shoulder hits and I'm like, come on, man. Right. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I will say I was a little disappointed with who ends up being at the end. Um, Also, we never find out what happens to one of them. Because they just, we get their chapter of like, them two went to go rescue everybody else. She, this person was like, nope. She dipped and left. And we don't find out what happens to her. That was, um, that was Vanessa Vanessa dies, but, um, Brooke. Yep, you're right, Brooke. Mm -hmm. Brooke Brooke was the smartest bitch in that whole book. Yeah, she was like, I'm not waiting on nobody. She said, I'm getting you, we with me or you ain't. Okay, you ain't, bye. I'll go get the cops. Like, that's it. Right. That's all you can she didn't do. go back for nothing. She didn't have her phone. She didn't have anything. She's like, I don't need my phone. I'm just going to go. They'll have a phone in whatever grocery store I go to, whatever, you know, Target, whatever gas station. Like, yeah. And I agree and wholeheartedly she just with that because that's mm-hmm. when people fuck up. They try to go back for important things that they deem to be important. I'm like, bro, your life, just go. You got the keys to the car. Go. Why are you going back for stuff? Like, you straight. Um, and if the gas runs out, walk. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. She was the smartest cookie in that book, which is why right. she gets to live, but we don't know what happens. Um, maybe we will know what happens because there is a sequel to Camp Slaughter. Ooh. Yeah. I bet it's there. And, you know, we, we have... How did you... What did you feel about the survivors? Like, not her, but the other yeah. two. How did the you other feel two, about them um, being the survivors? Was it Gavin and Noel? Um, yeah. I liked that. I didn't expect it to be them. Mm. I thought that Vanessa would actually live mm. for some odd reason. I thought Vanessa would live. I thought that Fred would live. But mm. Fred, Fred, poor Fred. Oh, he died like he was dead, dead. He was the one. Was it him? He yeah, was, was the him one that, that got was... bit in the U. Yeah. Like a U shape. He was, um, Vadius Cotters broke his back. And bit him so hard it was like a U shape. I was like, "Damn, that's Oof. that's some stuff." I thought that Molly was gonna live, but I never like I thought everybody was gonna live except Gavin. Let's just say <laughs> I did not think Gavin was gonna make it. Right. So I was, surpri- I was yeah. surprised. I mean, yeah. Typically, he's he is would be the one who would die, and you know horror conventions he's the one who's the most vocal about smoking and drinking and partying and all this kind of stuff he's kind of a bully so would follow yeah Yeah. um but you know what i think what saved him was the the brother element like finding his brother dead was like i think that made it gave mm -hmm. him a little bit more of an edge to if that makes sense, that sounds really awful. But it, like the more dimensional a character is in a horror film, the more likely they mm-hmm. are going to live. So the fact yeah. that he was actually like truly distraught over his little brother being dead and like wondering what his parents are going to think because the brother's gone and he's hurt because he's going to miss his brother. I thought that that one upped him in the survival chain. Yeah. Well, it was also for me, it was him just when when the two older people got there, he was like... <laughs> fuck no mm-hmm. bye that's what it was for me because <laughs> it was like why are you just gonna be like oh you have a camera 
You just gonna believe these people that roll up with a camera in a Subaru? Like, <laughs> not the Subaru. Yes, that's so. Come on. Like, mm-mm. I will say it's not so much. I did, a thing I didn't like, but I was really sad for Nadine because she <gasps> yeah. had been through it. Mama had been through it. She was she... <sighs> there for like a year plus, and mm-hmm. she she tried, she tried, she tried. But I was so I was sad at her death i think more than some of the others because of just how much he had been through yeah just to suffer that long only to be murdered like that's so messed up i felt Mm -hmm. really bad for her um but yeah the things i liked i loved the i guess i loved the ode to 70s 80s slashers like Mm -hmm. i'm i'm a sucker for cabin in the woods trope like i can't i can't help it I loved it. I loved every moment of it. Um, I liked the whole pseudo Leatherface thing we were dealing with because he had like several faces that he would, you know, he'd carve the face off of his victims, much like Leatherface, and he kept them. You know, he leathered them up. He also did that to people's bodies too. Like he'd make a vest right. of someone's torso. And I was like, homeboy is a true cannibal. Like he eats it, he eats the the people, and he uses the the fur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, jeez. Um, the kills were ridiculous. We mentioned, you know, you been the guy, <laughs> aka Fred, but also right. um, Emerald's death was like it. It was giving me Hannibal Lecter, like. Mm. Hannibal intestines out stuff like that like that was crazy um I also really liked the supernatural element that we were kind of working with when it came to Varias Cares's um hearing the reason why the reason why I I like that because you watch those horror films where you're like dude they're in such a good hiding spot they make they're not making any noise how in the hell did Michael Myers find them Right. Well, with this you don't have to wonder because he had super hearing. You hear heartbeats and breathing from like miles away. So I like mm-hmm. that they have that kind of explanation for like why he was able to find people so easily and either able to hide so well. So yeah. Right. He did, I think he did it like he did it justice on that. Yeah, I agree. Um hmm. I liked the the interesting ways that some of these characters were killed mm-hmm. like the scene where he first attacks wayne dalton and noel yeah. i enjoyed especially with i think it was dalton throwing darts at him i was like <laughs> you tried buddy you tried. you tried poor baby um so i like that i like the supernatural element of of noel's sister that was <gasps> yes. definitely good because it is that moment of like okay this character has been they're down bad and how do they get the strength and it kind of is that you know to your point about the super hearing it kind of is that moment of like using the strength of your loved ones to to guide you to be able Mm -hmm. to fight a little bit longer um i liked that i liked that the serial i mean this might sound like a weird like but i liked that the serial killer wasn't white yeah that Ignacio wasn't white. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a weird thing to say that you like because he's the killer. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think that when we talk about representation, having that in all Villains forms. and heroes too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that. And with I like the audiobook. I definitely think that the person who read it was good because he gave Ignacio this very high-pitched kind of <laughs> shrill voice. Yes. Which was a contrast to how built this dude was. And mm-hmm. so it kind of, it gave it a, a little element of camp that I very yeah. much enjoyed whenever I was listening to kind of his portions. So I, I like that. Nice. I wish I had listened to the audiobook. But I just, I just read it. Maybe next time, maybe the next, yeah. maybe the sequel. I'll listen to the audiobook if it's available. Because I really want to hear the whole Smeagol Gollum thing happening. <laughs> I want to hear that. When you told me that, I was like, dang it, I should have got the audiobook. Dang. <laughs> but it was, I had already finished reading it. So, but yeah, that's you hilarious. know, another thing is the way that he describes these. Did you notice? So. This is a little gory moment. But when he 
kills Nadine and he basically smashes her head against the mm-hmm. wall. That's how, you know, cave their head in. And he he describes it as like raspberry jam and pie, yeah. which was gross. But it made me think, okay, this is a book about a cannibal. So it kind of made me think back to all these other killings. Mm-hmm. And did the author do that on purpose? Because this person is a cannibal. Mm. So it made me kind of want to go back to to those points where people are killed to see how he describes these things. And right. if it's kind of done intentionally to describe it in a food way because Ignacio is a cannibal. So I liked that it piqued my interest in such a way that it makes me want to reinvest myself into the book. Wow, that's a really good catch. I did not pay attention to that. That's a really it's, good catch. I should read. I should go back yeah. and read some of it and see. Like, ugh. so yeah, some of these kills are brutal. Like Nadine's husband, machete straight to the brain. What was it like an mm-hmm. axe or something? Like an axe or a machete, straight to the brain. Like done. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. One of them got got decapitated, decapitated by a window. Yep. He was like, oh, you like window? Oh, you like window? That's va- the vibe yep. of his voice. Oh, you like window? He's like, I like too. the window too. <sighs> Boom. Woo. I was like, baby. Oof. Yeah, you can tell that Sergio Gomez is a fan mm. of slashers. Like, it shows. Right. It shows big time through the writing. And I really enjoyed it. So, yeah. <laughs> how many Blackulas would you give this one? Um, I'm going to go with four. I think that it's very solid. I definitely want to read the sequel and it has me interested in this author and his other works. I think that, you know, there were moments and things that just felt unbelievable in a, Mm -hmm. that make no sense. Like, why would you do, you know, kind of thing Uh, in this day and age, in this economy. So (laughs) I'll give it four. (laughs) Yeah, I think. Um, I'm going to give it a 4-2 as well. Um, really liked it. And I agree with the like the believability because I know people are like, well, it's it's fiction. But there are rules in fiction, okay? Like there are still rules. It's supposed to be set in like a, a pseudo real world kind of situation. So some of the stuff that happened just like did not make sense. Why is the police department so incompetent? <laughs> it's like my number one thing. Right. And, and how is it watch horror films? Oh, yes. Yeah. And how is it that this man who who is the least leaser person for these or the booking agent for these cabins and stuff how 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 does how has nobody questioned him when exactly. he has all these people going out there but not coming back? Exactly. That and like I don't I don't like Bodies Cars does not strike me as a particularly clean person. So who's going to that cabin to clean it up after, you know, the carnage? Right. That's another element that is not, yeah. Because if we're thinking, like, Airbnb, you know, who, who, how? Yeah. I don't think I thought, yeah. I hope maybe it's explained in the second book. Maybe not. (laughs) But I just don't see him being clean. Actually, though, no, wait a minute. His job is... As a cleaning guy, though, maybe he right. does clean it. Okay, let me bring it back. Maybe he does. That's probably mystery solved. Oh, that's probably why they mention because so there is good. a scene where he's yeah. yeah yeah at his job where his his uh, boss is like he's such a good he's my best cleaner person yeah. <laughs> exactly because it was like a horrible grease job in the. In someone's kitchen and he went and like it was sparkling clean so right. i figure if he can get grease out of stuff he can probably get blood out of stuff mm. so okay so the sequel to camp slaughter is halloween slaughter mm. and it is not yet out it comes out october 11th of this year yes so i definitely think we should make it our november pick yes that would be good because i think we already have our october pick yeah we do um, yeah, so definitely Halloween Slaughter might just be a future book club pick. So if you'd like to read along with us, then definitely join 
the horror host support group book club yeah but um i think that's all i have i really enjoyed this yeah. can't wait to read the second book and you know if the second book is popping then definitely we'll want to keep up with this author and see what else they have going on but samara do you have any other thoughts no, except y'all, like, if y'all are not reading books with us, I don't know what you're doing. You're not living. Mm-hmm. You, you're just not having a good time. Next month, we're reading Darknesses by Lachelle Seville, mm-hmm. which it's like creepy gothic vampire vibes, I believe. Um, is it vampire yes. vibes? It looks like vampire vibes. I see the hands. And creepy like, gothic queer vampire vibes. Yes. Thank yes. you. So if you want to join us in that, that's our July book. Um, and you can join us on Discord. Just go to our Instagram or our Twitter. Go in the bio. There's a link there to join the Discord. You will not be disappointed. Yeah. So where can the people find you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to say people can find me on Twitter now. Because randomly I started up a Twitter, Samara Reads 2. You can find me on Instagram at Samara Reads 2 as well. And you can find me on YouTube under the same name. Um, and Amanda, where can the people find you? So y'all can find me, um, on Instagram and TikTok and Amanda, the author with two E's and on Twitter with one E. And you can also find me on my own YouTube channel, on YouTube channel. I say that like we're on YouTube, girl. You can also find me on YouTube at Amanda, the author with two E's. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening in and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.